hello. Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. My guest this week is Chris Cornell, who I followed on social media for a few years. He goes by the name Biggest Comeback on Twitter, and he puts out an email newsletter. And he also has some articles on LinkedIn. He has sustained an 80-pound weight loss, and he sets an example of healthy eating and increasing fitness. He also went through a cancer journey as well, which is past history at this point, and he's enjoying great health. He's taken up running with his wife. His kids have headed off to college, and he sets a great example for them and for others. Here's Chris. Good. Good. Well, I'm interested in hearing your backstory. Um, Where were you and what was going on with you um, before your journey into health and fitness? I've seen your before and after pictures. Uh, Well, uh, I was, I think um, a revelation occurred to me when I was about 51 years old. so that was probably back around 2015 uh, when I stepped on a scale at my mother's house and I realized that I was 278 pounds. Uh, I, I had no idea that I had let myself go that badly. So that was, um, that was when I realized for the first time that I really had to take some sort of uh, action and make it work. And I had tried over the years, you know, to lose weight. Um, you know, even when I was in my 20s, um, you know, it was always through calorie restriction and, and uh, you know, trying to use willpower. And I had some success for a very limited amount of time. But that, that was, uh, so 2015, it was when I really kind of realized that I needed to do something, but I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of buckled down again and, and tried another calorie restriction um, I got rid of uh, sugary sodas and so forth and and lost some of that weight. Um, but it wasn't until until 2000, January 2018 that I found uh, low carb uh, through Gary Tabbs's book uh, Why We Get Fat. So that was that was the beginning of me sort of figuring out, what I had to do to make it to, to work sustainably, and, and it certainly did. Um, and once I discovered low carb, uh, I really never looked back, and I, uh, you know, slowly got to my goal weight. And uh, now, for the last three and a half years, I've been uh, right around 200 pounds, so down about 80 pounds. And wow. some of the discoveries that I that I've made along the way of uh, finding sustainable low carb um, I learned basically how how to learn um, and apply the the ability to, to 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 learn new things into my fitness journey as well so I'm also at now age 57 in the best physical condition that I've probably ever been in in my life well that's great so you had three years of struggle 
And then how did you find Gary's book? I, I literally reached out to somebody on Twitter who I know in real life, and I, I sent him a message uh, asking uh, for his – I knew he had some involvement in helping people lose weight. He's a chiropractor um, who who I had known for a few years, but I said, uh, uh, Ken, can you – you know, I know you have some experience in this. Can you recommend one single book that you think might make a difference for me with respect to nutrition and weight loss? And he he recommended Gary's book, and uh, I ordered it the next day, and, and I started reading it that week, and I was off to the races uh, less than a week after he made that recommendation. In fact, in fact, the um, the I've told this story before, but the um, it was my daughter's 16th birthday. We were we were going out to eat at a Mexican restaurant and there was a long line of people waiting. So we had to wait in the waiting area. Um, and so I, I took out my Kindle and resumed reading the book, which I had just started the, a day or so earlier. And uh, it was while I was in the waiting area of that Mexican restaurant that it started making sense to me. And it was at that very dinner that night was my first low carb meal. Um, I just had, you know, a traditional Mexican food, but I didn't uh, eat the the uh, tortilla um, or any of the rice, and uh, so I just had the, the you know the the protein, and and that's really that that was how it started. Nice, that's a a really good book, I think, because it's um, I don't want to say dumbed down, but I I don't know if you have uh, waded through good calories, bad calories, but that was a pretty long, intense read, and then where uh, how we get fat is made, made very simple. So, yeah, that's well, great. Well, yeah, and, and Gary, Gary Tabs gets a lot of criticism for, um, you know, many people who say that he's got the science wrong uh, with respect to the carbohydrate-insulin model. And in a lot of respects, I don't really care about the science. Um, you know, like as a, as a lay person who wants to lose weight, um, dumbed down is not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's a, a much easier way to reach more people. And what you really have to do is explain, um, and what Gary did so successfully, is explain a way of eating that might result in you being able to sustain um, that way of eating. And it's um, and, and that's exactly what it did for me. Perfect. Perfect. And yeah, it's challenging, I think, at Mexican because, you know, they, they tend to have the, all the rice and beans and start you out with a basket of chips. And, and, uh, but I think if you go in maybe with a game plan, you can fill up and, and uh, be successful. So that's good. What do you yeah, find now? Uh, yeah, a lot of good side dishes, but if you just uh, focus on the good stuff, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. So what's keeping you motivated now that you uh, reached your goal weight? Well, uh, I've become very, uh, I, I've, I've, you know, started, I, I, I gained a lot from my experience on Twitter, and I started following people, and I started interacting and sharing, sharing what I was doing, 
And I found that on Twitter, for example, a lot of people are reluctant to to share what they're doing because they're afraid of the inevitable criticisms and um, negative comments. And I just said, the heck with it. I put myself out there and I, I've learned that, you know, to ignore the, um, the trolls and the, the, the people that aren't helpful, but more often than not, I get, I've been able to get um, helpful advice, not only in the, the nutrition and diet area, but, in fitness, exercise, resistance training, um, running. Um, so, so I've I've been doing resistance training uh, regularly uh, now. I mean, without without fail, really. Um, you know, I, I get my workouts in every week, um, and I've gotten stronger. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's it's very it it mo- it's self motivating. Um, but I share some of my um, routines and workouts on. Twitter, and, you know, while sometimes I think it's motivating to other people, I also, you know, have some of the top nutrition and fitness experts offering me advice. I've had um, some coaching sessions, and um, so, uh, and and I'm very intrigued by um, how to do it better, more efficiently, and just make it, um, you know, find ways to get a better uh, bang for your buck as I as I just recently heard uh, Dr. Ben tell you in a previous podcast, um, which was oh, very great. enjoyable. But, um, so, you. so, you know, getting to, getting to talk to people um, or listen to, you know, I've met Dr. Ben at, at uh, low carb conferences. Um, I've had the, the pleasure of having, you know, personal, you know, real life conversations with him, but hearing him speak, hearing him in podcasts, um, people like that who have, you know, in his case, decades of experience and knowledge, right. and to be able to tap into that and 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 use it for myself. Um, and you know, he's big on getting efficient workouts, uh, not a lot of time, but a lot of intensity. And that's something that I'm actually working on right now is trying to, um, you know, get get more return for the amount of time that I'm putting into the the workouts. I'm also I signed up for my first half marathon, which will be in October of oh, this wow. year. So, so last summer, last, last May, I started training for a 5K, which, you know, that's not a, a long distance, and it's something that I had done uh, many times before when I was younger. Um, but I, you know, I set a goal, um, and, and I, I actually got a lot of advice from uh, Brady Homer, who is a, a Division One. Uh, cross country and track uh, runner in college, and now he's working on his PhD. And um, he gave me a lot of advice on running, um, how to how to train for that event without spending an inordinate amount of time. And I plan to tap into the community to get some help on how to, you know, effectively train for a half marathon without, you know, I don't want to spend tons of time. I want to make it sustainable and something that is uh, is fun. Um, so, so that's, you know, I, I just keep tackling new, new things from a, a fitness standpoint. Um, you know, I, li- I lift weights, like I said, I do pull-ups and push-ups and, and dips and, um, but I'm always trying to just figure out how to, how to do it more effectively, um, safer, make sure that I don't, I've, you know, I had some minor injuries over the years and, you know, you want to minimize those, especially when you get older because, um, 
you know, at 57, you don't recover as fast as you did when you were in your 20s. Right. Right. It takes longer to heal if you make a mistake. Now, are you working, You it looks from your photos like you're working out at home? Yeah. Uh, I I basically was working at, uh, I was I belonged to a gym about 20 minutes from my house where, where I was going uh, prior to the uh, COVID outbreak in March of 2020. And at that point, I was very grateful that I had um, a, a, a basement gym with uh, free weights um, and some cables and things like that. Um, and I had a pull-up bar. So I stopped going to the gym because they basically shut down for quite a while. So right. I, I kind of learned that I could do pretty effective workouts in my own house, and I save on the commuting time. I can fit it in um, in any time slot that I have. So I, I, I'm working from home, so I can I could work until lunchtime and go down in the basement for 35, 40 minutes and get a good workout in and just come back up and resume work without hard, hardly missing anything. And and with the low carb eating way that I have, it's um, I don't spend a lot of time on meals, um, so it's it's all it's everything's kind of efficient and working very well. That sounds good. Yeah, we've all had to be uh, pretty inventive over the last couple of years, certainly, and um, it sounds like you've adapted very well to that. Uh, what would you give advice? What would you say to somebody who's been sedentary now and is just listening to this and wants to get started, what would you say would be a good way to get started? Uh, are you speaking specifically about the, um, the, the, the exercise or for both? Yeah, for both. Okay. Well, well for one, I kind of stumbled on this one little thing that, um, that has been very effective to me, and I've, I've recommended it to other people and that is the creation of a set of rules. And that came about uh, because people on Twitter would started to ask me what I was doing, um, either with respect to nutrition or uh, resistance training or running. And I, I like to respond to people. I, when people ask for help or, or some sort of suggestion, I try to give them something that's helpful, but I also don't want to mistakenly lead them astray. And so I found myself taking a lot of time to try to describe what I was doing and then try to explain to them that what I was doing may or may not be the perfect thing for them. And, and as I was, you know, rewriting these answers over and over again, I was like, you know what, I should be able to explain to someone else what I'm doing very, very effectively and, and quickly. Um, and but I've got to really know what it is myself. So I, I, I got a, a card and I wrote down what I thought my bullet points were for, for um, nutrition. And it turned out there were six bullet points and I can just summarize them real quickly. It's just for me, I eat um, 200 grams of protein per day. I don't okay. eat after 9 p.m. and I don't eat before 12 noon. Um, I've eliminated most added sugar most grains and most seed oils from my diet and I make sure to keep some high protein foods that are ready to eat on hand 
at all times. And th those are basically my rules. That summarizes them pretty, pretty well and pretty effectively. And I share those with people now, and I say, you know, those are mine. I would recommend that you, you know, develop a set of rules yourself that, that, that you could test out and see if they work for you. And my thought is that once you have the rules, you can become pretty aware whether you're following them or not. And if after a month or two months you, you do a little self-reflection and, and, and analyze your results, you can, you can say, or you ask yourself, are you getting the results that you want? And if the answer is yes, then you're on the right track. Keep, keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. If the answer is no, I'm not getting the results that I want, I would say it's probably a combination of one or two things, and, and that's either A, you're not following your rules, and you should be able to tell if that's the case. And if you're not following them, you know, you got to ask yourself why and what is it that would help you adhere to your rules better. And then the other possibility is that your rules are just not, not designed properly and you've got to continue to tweak and, and change them until you've got a set of rules that works well. And then, so that was my nutrition rules. I made a set of rules mm -hmm. that, um, you know, basically a, a, a workout and fitness, um, you know, resistance training and, and running. I won't elaborate the specifics, but it's, it's like this is what I think I have to do to get in the shape I want to be in. And I just look back at it, you know, I, I look at it at least once a week and just say, have I kind of met my, my targets for the week? And most of the time, I can honestly say, say yes, I have. And, and, you know, my results are sort of a factor of what do I look like in the mirror and what does the scale say when I step on it and how do my clothes fit, um, how do I feel, how is my energy. And, you know, for the last four years, you know, for the last four years, with one little exception, I had a, I had a bout of um, cancer that I had to get chemo and radiation for back in 2000, uh, like early 2019. Um, that was in the middle of this, but um, I came, you know, I, I think that some of my experience with changing my diet and, and getting down to my goal weight was, were both very helpful um, in, in my chemo radiation journey. And, and very fortunately, I was able to come through that very well. And I used everything I learned from a fitness and nutrition standpoint to to regain my strength after I was done with the the, the treatments. Um, but but really, like you know, well, so I guess I finished that up in in spring of 2019, and ever since then I've just been getting stronger and fitter. Um, you know, run faster, lift more weight, um, and and you know everything is. You know, my energy levels are higher than they were before, before, you know, when I weight, when I was overweight and, um, you know, I just, I just, you know, now it's, it's, it's crazy. My, my, my view is that, you know, the, the potential that we all have is so much more than most of us ever realize. There are the exceptions, the people that have always been in great shape and, and, you know, kudos to them. But, um, for the rest of us, you know, we, we kind of, you know, take for granted that we're, as we age, we're, we're going to get weaker, we're going to lose our muscle, we're going to, you know, not have the energy, we're not going to be able to do the things we used to do. And while at, at some age, you know, some of that stuff is inevitable, um, it doesn't have to happen when we're in our 
in our 40s and our 50s, and I'm now meeting people who are well into their 60s and 70s who are doing incredibly well from a fitness standpoint. Um, so I just don't think that, you know, it's, it's, it's that we just haven't um, realized what our capabilities are and, and how much better we can, we can do out of, out of what we have. Well, that was really well said. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. Absolutely. Um, your rule on most grains and oils, is that just so that you can, you know, occasionally eat out at a restaurant without being too strict, or why is it most, why would you say it's most grains oh, and oils? Um, yeah, let's see. Seed oils are all over the place, and... I, I, um, I like to be able to, um, you know, go out to a restaurant and not, um, not panic, not have to, um, you know, you know, ask that they just scrape every bit of seed oil off the things or, or not put it in. You know, I, I just, yeah, I just know that my diet was so bad um, before I started this. I basically I don't use any seed oils in my house. Um, and that's uh-huh. where most of my meals are coming from. And I've not noticed um, a problem from the, the food that I eat in restaurants. I don't eat, you know, I won't eat French fries or, or, or bread or, you know, like uh, the foods that are, that, are, that are fried or anything like that. So if I'm, if I'm out at a restaurant, I might have a burger or a couple of burgers, um, a steak, a chicken, um, and I just find that it's a lot easier to just be able to, you know, order the best meal that I think I can come up with and then just enjoy eating it and not stress over whether there's a little bit of seed oil because I, I, I kind of have learned that with the amount that I eat, um, it's, it's not really um, presenting any, any evident harm, um, you know, when, when a little bit sneaks in here or there. Um, it's not a slippery slope for me because, you know, the next day I'm going to be eating my meals at home and it's 100% no seed oil. Um, the grains, um, my wife actually makes a really good sourdough bread um, and I will eat a slice of sourdough bread, um, you know, whatever it is, once every 10 days or whatever when she makes it. Um, but I don't eat, other than that, I don't eat bread. I don't eat buns on my burgers. Mm-hmm. I um, And I... For the most part, I don't eat, you know, pasta or, um, you know, things like that. So, and I don't find that difficult. So, just, just actually, just the, the reason that I put the most on there is mostly for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be stressing over it if I had just said eliminated. But I want to be honest to other people who are looking at my rules and wondering how I do it. And I try to say, you know, like you might decide. I know there's lots of people that completely. Um, you know, try to el- eliminate them 100%. The other, that, that also goes for sugar. Um, sugar is in some things um, that, I, that I eat, but we're talking about very small amounts. Um, you know, I, I – oh, and I think I, met, I, I kind of forgot on the, on the rules when I said the protein was 200 grams a day. My, my carbs are – that's kind of important for people. Uh, I, I, I keep my carbs between 50 – and 90 grams per day. Um, okay. I think that adjusting 
the carbs is pretty big. You know, for me, I learned that if I sneak up into the 100, 110 or more carbs per day, I start gaining weight. Um, if I keep okay. it between 50 and 90, um, I don't really have to do much adjusting. It seems like my, my weight just stays right around 200 pounds. Um, and I'm six foot three. So that's, you know, it's kind of funny that that amount, if I weigh 201, I'm technically overweight, but with my well, muscle mass and everything, it's, it's, it's a total, totally comfortable weight to be at. Um, but I, I do notice if I, if I let the carbs go higher, um, the weight does start to climb. And so I just, um, will adjust downwards if I, if I ever start to slip. Uh-huh. And how did you come up with the 200 grams per day? That must be, uh, you said you weigh 200 pounds. So is that one, just one gram per yeah, pound of body weight? It, yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of people, that's a number, a benchmark that I've, I've heard a lot. Um, I, I did trial and error. I was consuming far too little protein. Um, I was probably down around 100 grams a day. Um, and I don't know what amount I really need to sustain my muscle growth or muscle mass, but I think that a lot of the reason why I settled on 200 was more for the, um, the satiety impact. Um, okay. I don't really, I don't really um, worry too much about the fat, although I will say I don't load fats. I don't, I don't put butter in things. For the most part, I'll, I use butter a little bit for cooking, um, and the same with olive oil, a little bit for cooking. Um, I do not add, uh, yeah, I certainly don't add butter or, or oil to my coffee. I don't um, pour butter oh. on top of things. Um, so, so I'm not eating tremendous amounts of fat. Um, I, I, would, I would say that the fat consumption is, is more like moderate. Some people, might, you know, I guess, you know, plant-based people might say that it's more than moderate, but it's certainly not um, a super high level of fat. And okay, I don't so just go out whatever's in your protein foods or. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll eat, mm-hmm. like I do eat, like when I have my, every night I have um, a bowl of non-fat Greek yogurt with berries and I, okay. I choose non-fat because by that time in the day, I've just had a protein rich meal, um, which has, plenty of fat in it I just uh, go for the the non-fat because I think it tastes good and it allows me to probably eat a little bit more um, and enjoy it with my mixed berries but the um, uh, yeah I don't I don't count the fat and so and you asked the, the protein I just I just kind of trial and errored my way to the to that number I mean I think um, 200 is like plenty for me and it allows me to eat a good amount of food that has, um, you know, uh, that is going to help me get to satiety. You know, you want to eat a meal. I, eat, I basically eat two meals a day, a lunch and a dinner, and then have the Greek yogurt afterwards. But when you, when you eat that meal, you want to be, you, you want to reach satiety when you're, when you're done with it so that you're not searching for snacks for the, you know, the next, if, at lunchtime, you know, I want to be able to eat my meal, enjoy it, and really feel like I don't need to eat again until dinner time. Um, and I, 
I was fortunate. I, I started writing a weekly email. Um, the link is in my Twitter bio. Um, and, and shortly after starting that email, I, I got a sponsor, and the sponsor is Simply Snackin', which makes um, high-protein beef and chicken snacks. And so they sponsor my email, and um, they're one of my favorite uh, on-the-go snacks to take with me when I when I go out, um, you know, like on, you know on a on a hike or something like that. But um, but you know you can you can find things like that, um, high protein things that you can take with you on the go, and and that would sustain you if you ever do um, you know get a craving or something between between meals. But as I said, I don't do a lot of snacking. Um, you know, it's usually I'm I'm pretty well. Um, pretty well fueled up when I when I eat my, my lunch and again at my dinner. Nice, from your meals. Yeah, I'm going to have to try those, Chris, because I do like to have something I can uh, throw in a bag, and I've seen the pictures of those. And, and um, hard-boiled eggs are great, and I do take them around, but it would be nice to have something that doesn't go bad. I have been known to leave hard-boiled eggs in my bag and find them days later. They don't smell so good. So let me uh, check that out. And tell me more about your email list. Um, is this just educational for people? Is this you, you don't actually do coaching, but you just um, share uh, lifestyle information? Is that well, correct? I don't do coaching. I'm I'm uh, I, I'm a, I work in the field of digital marketing and um, you know uh, helping helping businesses and organizations um, tell their story usually, you know, in an online format. And I do email, a lot of email for clients as well. And I set up my biggest comeback email sort of as a way for me to test some ideas in marketing and so forth, but while telling okay. my own story. So the, the content is, is almost always related to um, exercise, nutrition, and, um, you know, fitness, sometimes self-improvement. Um, but it's mostly through my own lens and I'm telling my own story and, and sharing things that I think could be useful. Um, sometimes I'd share a link, you know, if I, you just mentioned hard boiled eggs, for instance, I, as for a Christmas gift, my daughter gave me a, a little, um, hard boil, uh, egg boiler. Um, it boils seven eggs very quickly. It's easier than doing a, you know, heating a pot of, of water and then remembering to come in at the right time to, take it off and, you know, put it on, cool it and everything. It, it, so this, this device, you know, is something that's been really handy for me. And I, I shared that link in one of my emails uh, a month or so ago. And, and I got so much feedback from it. Um, I know several people ordered them, and I saw pictures of pe people sent me that of their own, you know, uh, when they received it and so forth. And, and I'm like, well, you know, people like just getting tips and ideas about things, you know, sometimes it's useful to somebody. Um, I've shared other links like that. I've shared links to, um, to fitness programs. When I hear, a, you know, like, like honestly, um, I, I wasn't aware of your podcast for all that long. And uh, as I started listening to your episodes, I'm like, you know, I'm going to share links to like, like that episode with uh, Dr. Ben. I mean, that is the type of something that I would, would share the link right in my, in my weekly email and I'm, I've got around a thousand subscribers and 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to do a week, do it every week. Um, I've missed a couple, but um, I've sent out 90 of them now. So it's it's well, you know, it's it's more than a year and a half of fairly regular weekly emails, and and I also, you know, anybody that subscribes can can just simply respond to the email, and you're responding directly to my personal email address, and I try to, you know, I try to respond to any questions uh, or comments that I get. So, and I get a lot of them. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, your story is very inspiring and I appreciate hearing about it. And um, can you just give uh, people the list? You said you're at Biggest Comeback on Twitter. And how do they sign up for your email? The easiest way to to find me, I, I, you don't even think you need a Twitter account to, to, to go to someone's Twitter account. Um, I believe um, you can, I'm, I'm at biggest comeback. So it's the word biggest followed by the word comeback um, is, is my Twitter handle. And for, so, so if you go to my Twitter handle and you go to the bio, you'll see the subscription link to the biggest comeback email. And if you prefer, you can go to biggestcomeback.com. Uh, that there's also a subscription link there. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Chris. In case you didn't pick it up from the interview, Chris has an inspiring story, and he's a very positive voice in the online world of health and fitness from someone that doesn't work in the field but has to fit it in in his daily life. If you dare to be on Twitter, you can follow him at Biggest Comeback. And if you don't want to be on Twitter, you can still check out his pictures and get on his email list if you're interested. The book that Chris mentions is Why We Get Fat by Gary Taubes, T-A-U-B-E-S. And I have ordered the Simply Snack and Variety Pack, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks again for listening to the Off the Couch podcast. Take a small step. Have a great day. See you next week.